Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners, hip dogs and cool cats, boys and girls and big bearded dudes dressed in red enjoying the next 350 days of annual leave to episode 44 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. It's a new year, 2019 in fact, so let's get podcasting. I'm Dr. Romy Anderton and I'm joined by a man who, let us just say, is toeier than a Roman sandal to get stuck into another huge year of podcasting as Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going, buddy? Good, Robbie. Good, mate. Uh, really good. You're right. I am very excited about this year nice we've got some big stuff happening yeah tell yeah. us a, give us a give us a tantalizing mate well, number one we got you back on board mate i did the i did the little intro last week really for went episode a bit, 43 yeah, yes it went a little bit flat unfortunately yeah it's hard when you're by yourself lewis you know it's hard to try and sort of maintain the maintain the pitch and oh, the, the yeah. exuberance maybe oh you, you know? seem to do all right with it yeah but, well, you, you go well the intro mate you're great <laughs> What are you trying to say? That I can maintain the exuberance by myself very well? Well, I assume. <laughs> I assume so. I've been told. So you tell me. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, I, you know, just so it's Christmas and New Year's and yeah. all that sort of fun stuff. So all, all done now. So we had the um, the obligatory you know, dogs that ate you know, sultanas and buns and a dog that ate a packet of Tim Tams and, yeah. you know, had uh, we had Rosie at uh, with because she doesn't like fireworks. Yes. And so we've got fireworks that are about... Three k's away. Yep. Did so you, what, did you put her on an airplane overseas like we talked about? Absolutely. Yeah, so she just well keeps done. chasing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fantastic. Yep. She's still in the plane now. Yeah, right. She, I don't think she's managed to circumnavigate the world yet. So <laughs> it's still she's still in this sort of perpetual New Year's Eve state. Yeah. Yeah, which, which given that she's a whippet, she's loving. Yeah, Absolutely right. Absolutely loving. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So she's just come back from Antarctica now. Is she exactly. Just, yeah, yes. No yeah. fireworks. She's down there chasing the penguins. Oh, the penguins have been setting them off anyway. They they can get them down there. It's like Canberra. They can just buy the penguins can buy fireworks in Antarctica. Right. Well, I suppose the fish week down in Antarctica, I guess, where where uh, all, all good fireworks are bought. A, a, a fish a fisher's wick in Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they just find it very hard to try and light their Zippo lighters with their feet. <laughs> you know, and because they've got their little wings there, you know, they're trying to trying to sort of flick it. They usually they got, got to try and do it with their beak. Wings? They got wings? Uh, flippers. Like, penguins, wings, know. they don't fly. Penguins, pe- pe- fly? penguins, pe- yeah. penguins. Have you ever heard <laughs> what, of what um, was that? What yeah, is that be- from? Um, it's uh, be- Benedict Cumberbatch, the the yes. uh, the actor. Yes, so I saw it the some, other day. Yeah, for some reason you can't say penguin. He calls them penguins. 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 Um, well, I mean, it's, or what's or what's a wing other than a radius and ulna and a humerus? Right. Yes. So, and I guess if it's a bird, and you know, some bedded cut. Coals? Carpels? Carpels. Carpels? Carpels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Behaviourist. All know. bones. All yeah. bones, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know bones. bones. I don't know bones, bones at all. I mean, you'd have to still call them call them wings, wouldn't you? You know? No. Not wings because they don't fly. Oh, rubbish. Well, Emus don't fly. What do they got hanging on by their sides? Just feather dusters? Yeah, maybe. We can talk about emus a bit later, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, a perfect segue. But we can get, you can get bingo wings, though. 
Bingo wings. Yeah, bingo wings. What's know? bingo wings? Or when you know you're playing bingo at the yeah. the, uh, the community hall, or yes. perhaps the the, uh, uh, the old person's home, and yes. you, you chuck your own bingo, oh, and you get the little wing happening under there. That's your chicken wing. Yeah, I, yeah, I was the bingo work, wing. I was trying to work out what number you were talking about was going to be. You know, thirty six well, chicken wings. Oh, all right, like legs yeah. eleven. Legs eleven. Two. Yeah, uh, well, you can't even say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two little ducks, twenty-two. Yes, that's great. Event, you know? Yeah, good one. Yep. You yep. could be, you could be an announcer. I, I could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually looked some of them up. We remember really early on in the episodes, I was coming up with um, trying to work out bingo numbers yes. for, for part of the intro. Yeah. Dropped it all off. Because well, we got over twenty, mate, didn't we? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so for, for forty-four, uh, knock on a door. door yeah. <laughs> Just kind of, just kind of all dropped off from there. Hey, now, do you have a tattoo of um of the uh, when the Tigers won the premiership two years ago? Because I saw something on your Facebook page <laughs> of a brand new tattoo, and all your mates were were egging you about it, and I couldn't work out from the fair complexion whether it was yours or whether you just knocked it off from from Google. But you know, if you have to take your pants off to show me, you can just tell me, and I'll believe I'm, it's yours. I'm unzipping now, no, mate. As no, we no, speak. No, Here we I'll go. Check it. this out. <laughs> Put it's your sunglasses not a tiger on. Tattoo, but hang on, I'll show you what it is. <laughs> It's more of a little cat. All oh, right, a yeah. butterfly. Maybe it's a butterfly. A butterfly. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that, it was good fun, mate. Geez, you've been going way back in uh, in the uh, down my Facebook feed. That's just that's, trolling. That's two years ago. Two years ago, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't act like you don't go back and watch the game from two years ago, though. Yeah. I, I watch the game, but I don't yeah. go through my Facebook page yeah, every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've segued. Right. So Rosie, uh, Rosie got a little bit. Um, I always get scared with fireworks, yeah. and so two years ago she took off. And as it turns out, we've actually got two vets that live behind. Us, mm. And so they managed to to grab her and ring us up. So I had to run up from the beach with the kids in the pram, running up to try and get get the dog off off them. Yep. Um, and so since then we've been uh, taking the precautions properly of making sure that we've oh, got the uh, sensible owner, all the sensible, doing everything right, and uh, giving her a microchip. Well, <laughs> she is microchipped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Gotta good. Check and make sure that the that the details are right. They, yeah. they were you, the last time I checked, though. So good. You're feeding her twice, a few times. A day? I do feed her. That's yes. Good, yeah, that's I'm, promising. I mean, she's lean, but that's fine. I think she's getting enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, she's not begging for more. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. But one of the things I did give her, mate, was a little bit of Zilkeen. Ah, nice. Yeah, I, I, like actually that. The, I actually went the double uh, the double up because yeah. we had um, we had people coming around New Year's Eve as well. So there was going to be a lot of uh, noisy kids and, and craziness yeah. and madness. So yeah. And how'd they, she go? Uh, she seemed slightly... Her, Eyebrows were only semi-furrowed rather right. than fully furrowed right. like usual. So, yeah, okay. And we kept her inside and everything and made sure. So trying to get six kids that are loaded on sugar out the door without letting the dog or the cats out, but knowing that, oh, hang on, there's going to be fireworks oh, going on. Yeah. I don't want them getting out either. Yeah. One cat's hiding in the front room. He's trying to get out of the front room. No, you stay in the front room. The fat cat's trying to get out of the front. No, you got to stay in there. Right. Melbourne Rose is going, what's going on? What's everything? So, but everything was fine. Yeah, worked all well. Good. All and sorted. that was because I listened to the uh, listened to the episode, took your advice, and it all worked perfectly. That's great to hear, mate. That's that's uh, that's really good to hear, and I hope others uh, took our advice on board as well. If you didn't at work, let us know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. hit us up on the socials. Let us know how it went. What have you been up to? Uh, now, oh, well, it's school holidays, mate. So yes. I've got uh, at the clinic. I've got uh, had April at the clinic uh, this oh, week. Oh wow, helping out. Yeah, the yeah, big helper. Fantastic. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. What do you what's she what's she doing for you? Oh, sweeping the floor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very yeah, good. Is she doing a good? Job or she just sweep it into the corner no, and then just leaving it there. No, it does a good job. Sweeps it in a, in a pile, which I go and stand in. She goes, Dad, you just stood in my pile. Oh, sorry, sorry, sweetie. 
Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> kind of busy. Has, has she? Has that translated into her sweeping up the uh, the floors at home, or is she only doing it there because it's in a professional setting? She comes home and says, "No, I do all my sweeping at work. I didn't work all day sweeping and then come home and sweep up yeah, your mess here." No, there's no, no home chores doing. It's all at work. Work. <laughs> she's uh, she loves it though. She walks the dogs. Yeah, like some of the dogs are. The, are they're exhausted by the end of the day. They're just in for a spay, but she's out there walking them five hundred times a day, taking them out. You know, it's like, where's April going? Oh, I don't know. She's taking the dog for a walk. Taking they're walk. loving it. It's great. Really, really good. Yeah. So, so it's been good having her. Nice but, one. Uh, yesterday, oh, oh, this is good. It's good. We've got a medium that that's out there that you know yeah. people are listening to because I can voice some frustration. Yes. And because we're so well known and so such big celebrity popular you know podcast. Now, Absolutely. Yes. You know, I'm pretty sure that I've you know, I've had a few issues with the Apple iPhone. Oh, have you really? Yeah, so I had an issue where the, the iMessage stuff's not working. You okay, know? capped so, itself. Yeah, yeah. so I've probably in the last week spent seven hours on the Crap. phone with right. Apple Care or in it, you know, the City Apple Store yes, or, yep. or the High Point Apple Store, all of them to tell me, yeah, no, I can fix that. And then two hours later, no, they can't fix it. Wow. Everyone seems to think that they can fix it, but nobody can fix yes. it. And we'll escalate it. Big on escalation. Oh, we're going to escalate yeah. this issue yeah. straight away. This, I'm taking charge of this, and I'll escalate this. So, yeah. so look, if anyone from Apple's listening, you know, we, oh, yeah, we've got a we've got a huge audience. I'm sure there's someone who's or somebody else that would like to escalate your issue. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Someone wants to give you some more escalation. Look, for, yeah, please get on me at the podcast. Look, uh, yeah, slide into our DMs. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Little, little private message. More than happy to reply. Just, Just don't send an iMessage because it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Oh, that's a pain in the butt. Oh, Don't you yes. hate it when oh, something that should be so damn simple, oh, you think and it so. all just turns to all just turns to crap. Yeah, just so but to be honest, they're really good. Like they log into your phone, they show you what to do, they go download through, all your photos, yeah, they check out your web yeah, browser yeah, history, and yeah, all that, that sort of stuff. They got some good photos of me in the pool with some flowers that I sent the other day. <laughs> it was a very interesting angle that you had it taken by with that. It as was well. it was very discreet, wasn't it? Very discreet. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and it looked a bit cold there. though. Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> All righty. So, look, uh, sponsor-wise, yeah, obviously we talked about Zilkeen already. Robbie's had that on board for Rosie over the years. Yes. Uh, still still a big supporter in 2019 of the podcast. Um, so if you've got a dog or a cat with mild phobias, fears, anxieties, hit them up with it. You know, even try the double dose like Robbie sort of yep. suggested. Uh, um, it's very safe. Yes. Incredibly safe, has really no side effects. Yes. So so yeah, you I can have, I have heard one had one the other day that has side yep. effect, a little bit of diarrhea. There you go. Just a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah, that's all. So, Very good. Yeah. No, 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 no side effects at all apart from that that I've seen definitely. So Yeah, nice and, one. And who else have we got on board, mate? Uh, so we've got Prime One Hundred, the uh the specific protein diet for dogs and cats. Um now in dry food. And yes. also they've also got now got a great range of cat food as well yes. um are great for uh food allergies sensitivities bad skin ibd diarrhea pancreatitis you name a gastrointestinal related disease and chances are one of their diets is going to be uh, going to be good for it so uh, and they've also got the uh the pea and hemp yes. oil diet too still got to get the skinny on that too i want to know what's uh what's going on there you maybe, know maybe we should get georgia in to talk about it the, let's the rep do it from, let's do from, it 
Prop 100 just gives a bit of a get the lowdown on CBD. Absolutely, and yeah. may, maybe the other thing we should do is maybe get some um, get some uh, some stuff from her as well. Freebies, so we can send some freebies. Oh, yeah, happy so, freebies. So we send it send it off to uh, to some lucky listeners. Oh, that's that an might idea. be nice too. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, well uh, aren't these on air production meetings fantastic? <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll hit up with that. And of course, then we've also got uh, Insight Mobile Mobile Vet Diagnostics uh, uh, with. Dr. Clint Heidelman. Uh, you, sorry, Clint Heidelman. Heidelman? No, Who's Clint, Heidelman? Clint, Clint Heidelman was the drummer from Something for Kate. Oh, right. Well, yeah, no, well, no, yeah, nice to meet you, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for I was thinking of that was because I'm faux pas because then, because um, they were good friends with Jebediah and they used to cover each other's songs and art. So Clint Udelman, Clint Udelman, the internal medicine specialist yes. who will come out to your vet's clinic and uh, perform specialist uh, investigations on your pet, ultrasounds, endoscopies, and also give advice on uh, head-scratching cases. So uh, you can find out, uh, follow Clint up at uh, insightmvd.com.au or find him on Facebook or follow the links. And also, thank you very much to our wonderful Patreon subscribers. We really appreciate it. Head to patreon.com and search for Two Vets Talk Pets. And uh, you can see what you can get for a little bit of merch, just a, a bit of merch for a little bit of cash to uh, help us keep the podcast going. Exactly. I reckon we'll start expanding Patreon this year. Might have some more merchandise there for, for some lucky listeners who, who just want to give us a little bit of support. And we might do some other things like some uh, little video diaries and things like that yeah. as well. So if you want to get on on the ground floor and sort of catch up and see exactly what's going on behind the scenes and everything we'll have some stuff on patreon exclusively for the patreon subscribers nice. um but otherwise keep on listening and tell your friends about us and you know um so we want to try and get some more listeners so you know uh, if you know people that might like to listen to us uh link them up on facebook yeah. or send them through a link so that you can find they can find us on itunes yeah, and, and we can get listeners up and if uh, if you're on itunes make sure you subscribe to us as well i think that really helps our listener base yes and give us a review Nice yes. five-star review. We love a review. Makes us feel great. We've had a few over the Christmas period. Have we really? Yeah, I won't read them out. They're fantastic. Mainly well, praising good. you and your, your good looks, but uh, yeah. Well, as they should. I yeah. mean, that's, a, that's the bare minimum. That's yeah. par these days, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So so thanks to all those people who've, who've thought Robbie was amazing. Yeah, I'm not, not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about Clint, mate, I had Clint out the clinic this week. Did you? Uh, looking for gr- a grass seed in a nose of a dog. Up a schnoz? Yeah, little puppy uh, that... Um, had a, uh, a one-sided nasal discharge, so discharge from just one of its nostrils. Yes. And was it uh, the left or right? Ooh, I think it was the left nostril. Doesn't really matter, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to be one of the two. Yeah. Well, dog's left, my right. Stage right. Stage dog's right. Dog's left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So does that help? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that can picture. Re- refi- refine it down. Like I'm, I'm pit- what sort of dog was it? I'm closing my eyes and picture. Uh, one with hair. Good, fur. yes. No, not hair, fur. And a nose. We yes. know it's got a nose. Had a nose, black nose. A black nose. Two, with two holes. Two like holes. Two holes at the front. Yes. Have you seen a dog like that? I have, once yeah. or twice. Yeah, one Generally of them not had, a pug. One of them had pus coming out of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've never <laughs> seen a grass seed go up a pug's nose. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's, done it's not room. possible. It's not possible. <laughs> no. So so we had Clint out and uh, he, he brought along his little instruments, little cameras, just yep. up there like he used to, you know. He yes. Put yeah, he liked that sound. He did. Yeah, yeah. He, um, and uh, yeah, no grass seed. No grass seed. A little bit disappointing. Yeah, just infection. Just, so, inf- just infection. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we had him out, so that's what he'll do. Well, that's good. Um, maybe you should have got me out because I'm the grass seed king this week, mate. Really? Yes. Tell yeah. me more. Thursday and Friday of this week. So yes. Thursday had a little puppy. Yes. You know, he had an ear. Right, two in fact. Wow. Yeah, and left or right one? Uh, well, he had both. Yeah. Right? On the left or both on the right? No, he had one on the left and one on the right. Whoa. But if he turned his head really, really quickly, it looked like <laughs> they were both on the one side. If, what if he shook his head like in out of a bath? 
Yeah, well, then we had one on top and one on the bottom rather than left <laughs> and right. So, right. <laughs> so um, suddenly I uh, started getting a lot, uh, a lot of pain and scratching around his ear yes. the day before. And then on the Thursday, acute, acute, acute pain. And so yeah. a little, um, he's a little, uh, a little Sheltie puppy. So an yeah. itty bitty tiny little one. He's only yep. 16 weeks old. Tried to have a look down his ear and he's a bit wriggly. Looked down one and it was fine. Tried to look down the other one. He's getting all... It's all sore. Mm. And I had a look and I thought I could see something yellow down there. So I thought, okay, right, well, we're going to have to sedate him to try and get in there and had a look. Gave him a short acting sedative. Got down there. and you know, in Thursday night consults. People mm. hanging off the rafters. Mm. So but had a gap. Sedated him. Got in there. Otoscope cone down there. Pulled out this big whopping grass. Ooh. It had actually gone into his um in through his eardrum. So Ouch. which was a shame. Which I think was the reason why he'd gotten so painful so quickly. Yes. So it had gotten in there and it was it was heading deep. It was heading south in there because the, the last few that I've had, while they go in there and they sit on a funny angle, I haven't actually had one poke through into the eardrum for a while. It was only tiny. Yes. Uh, you know, so it, the rest of the eardrum was fine. So I think you'll be okay. But um, but yeah, gee whiz, it was uh, it was pretty damn sore for nice, the little Awesome, mate. Yeah. And that's why you're the super vet. So that was Thursday. Right. Oh, hang on. And then Friday, I had one of my big, big uh, uh, mate, Golden Retriever Dogs, Maggie, come in. He um, had been uh, running around at the farm. And all been... names have been changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, innocent. no, Maggie's not yeah. his real name. Maddie. Ma- Ma- Maggie. Maddie. Maggie. Uh, Maggie. Not, no, Maddie was his name. Oh, no. No, okay. you've no you've Madeline. Mate, Ma- Madeline. Yeah. Well, not if it's, we've already said it's a he. <laughs> Mate, oh. you're crap at this incognito <laughs> stuff, aren't you? You're never going to go to work. You're never going to get a job at ASIO. I'll beep. I'll beep it. Oh, you'll beep it? Beep no problem. No, no one will ever hear it. That's fine then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good on you. Yeah. I'll start swearing too. Because if you're going to start yeah. beeping something, you might as yeah. well. Thanks, mate. Yeah. You're giving me so much <laughs> production work. Um, so uh, so Maggie was uh, was licking between his toes. Went and had a look and he had actual pus coming out from right yeah. up between his toes. Had a look around his other feet and he had a lot of tufts of hair with grass seeds sitting in there. So... Sedated Maggie, went in there, got my little alligator forceps up in there and so, pulled yeah. out. What are alligator forceps? So alligator mate? forceps, yeah, good point. Are uh, these tiny, they're long forceps, got tiny little grabbers on the end yeah. that you can use for reaching deep into hard to reach places. Like a really long, sort of skinny pair of tweezers in a way that, that are attached to scissors. Exactly, but they're um, the ends of them, it's only just the very ends that yeah. open up. So it's yeah. not like you have to open up the whole yeah. uh, legs yep. to try and get it. It's just the very, very tip nice. so uh was inside of this little uh this little abscess between maggie's toes and pulled out the tiniest little crappy bit uh, of grass and it's like well it's foreign material so that's good i'll go in there and see if i can find anything else and then pulled out the most enormous oof. yeah and, and it would have been oh two centimeters deep inside heading heading northwards oh. up his foot so yeah. um so a massive abscess that he had there so he came in today to have his uh bandage off and yeah looking got I mean, it's still swollen but it'll go down over the next few days but uh yeah grass seeds are plenty super vet strikes again so be very careful anyone out there that's got hairy footed dogs um or dogs that like running through long grass if they suddenly getting sore in their ears they suddenly start getting discharge out their noses or they're licking at their feet get them into your vet so you can see if there is a grassy there try and get it uh, out before it starts travelling because they can travel a long way yeah, can't they yeah oh, exactly we had one the other day in the armpit 
front yes. front armpit of the dog, and it was, you could feel the track like it had gone quite a way deep, gone deep up in there. And so I was in there, you know, surgically sort of looking for it, thinking, "Oh, geez, I'm really tracking quite close to the chest here." Yes. And then there's you know, some pretty, you know, delicate things yeah. inside of armpits, yeah, you know, nerves, exactly. massive yeah. blood vessels. I was starting to get worried. It was sort of up near the, is it the brachial plexus up there? Brachial plexus, you know, yep. the, A whole lot of nerves sitting up there and starting to get near there. I was like, ooh, I think I'm going to have to just, you know, flush it out, take what I can out. And then just as about to finish up, I've seen it, bang, yep. found the grass seed. Fantastic. So really dug in a long way. So, yeah. so I think there was, a, there was a study, I think, oh, I'm not sure, um, that was done that said if you brush your dog right. daily, it's the best way of uh, avoiding any grass seeds, right. regardless of the length of coat. I think that was the study. Yeah, okay, but, right. But certainly checking out, you know, between the paws, daily, yes. around the ears, um, under the armpits, all those sorts of places. And the funny thing is too, is like for all the grass seeds you see around feet, I reckon the vast, vast majority of them are always in the top of the feet yep. rather than at the bottom. Yes. You know, and you might get burrs, like the little round ones yes. underneath the feet. They're not going to get track in anywhere. They're just no. going to uh, catch the hair and then end up forming a little knot. But generally the ones that penetrate are always in the tops of the toes. It's amazing, isn't it? I don't know why that happens. It's incredible. But the way the grass, obviously just to the listeners who don't sort of understand, obviously grass seed is very pointy at one end. Yes. And the way, it's kind of like when you get a grass seed in your sock. Yeah. And it just keeps working, working its way through into your sock and can yep. really irritate you that's what it does in the skin once it punctures the skin then it just keeps working working squirreling its way into the body and it can they can travel you know i've seen one uh when i was at uni it was from the went from the back uh from the back foot right yep. up and ended up in the chest area wow. chest cavity yeah Insane. right near the heart yeah, so right. they can travel a long way yeah that's crazy so keep an eye out because uh with all as the weather's starting to dry out that's gonna be the time when the uh when the grass is going to start going out to seed. So, exactly. Um, so big, big, certainly big in Australia at this time. We're coming into the summer months. Huge. Certainly yeah. Check out. And anyone them. in North America where, you know, you're probably going to have to worry about grass seeds going through snow. So no, probably, you probably should be so fine. Yeah, yeah. So tune out for that last bit we just talked about. Just play it again in June. You know, yeah. When you guys are all on your summer break, you know, for three months. Nice. Slackers. Yeah. Yeah, no. oh, Sorry, that's, that's getting a bit. <laughs> Everyone's going to turn off now. No, 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 come back. It's it's all good. Um, what what have you been uh, chasing up today, mate? Uh, so, oh, look, I wanted to do a little bit of chat about. I saw an article in uh, I don't know where it is from uh, some uh, newspaper online. I don't know where it is. Can't, can't really tell. It's uh, entitled "Love Knows No Species." Right. Emu and donkey have fallen for each other. Caretakers say. Right. So this is in a South Carolina farm. Right. A male donkey and a female emu have reportedly fallen in love. So, so this is in in America. So, so, yes. uh, so they've got an emu over there in uh, over there in the states. Yes, and a donkey. And a donkey. And a donkey. They've fallen in love, creating unexpected roadblock for a North Carolina animal shelter in rehousing them. Right. And what's a, a roadblock? roadblock? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. It's 2019. How's that? Are a they roadblock? out there protesting, saying well, our our love is uh, is justifiable? Our love is it matters too. Maybe oh, I thought maybe they're just holding a stop vote sign. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag vote yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like it's 2019. Why can't a donkey Absolutely. and a emu? If that's the way they're inclined, then so be it. How progressive is Carolina though? Ooh, now you get into some. See, this is this part could be an issue. For As them. coming from Melbourne, I have no idea, <laughs> <laughs> and are not willing to comment because I don't want to upset anyone. All we'll say is love should have no boundaries. Love should have no boundaries, be it different species or whatever. Yeah, or in North South Carolina. Correct. The unlikely pair have been comforting each other for possibly as far back as as years at a farm in Kershaw, Carolina. 
Jennifer Gordon of the Carolina Waterfowl Rescue. Right. Um, well, neither of those guys are waterfowl. Yeah, she's a little bit out of her depth. Mate, do you think they even have waterfowl there? And she's gone, hang on, there's no waterfowl here in North Carolina, so I'm just going to start rescuing anything. Maybe it's pretty dry. Yeah, they just <laughs> got, got these. There's no water, so, so we've got no fowl. So does that mean that she's just collecting chickens then? Like, is a, is a waterfowl where there's no water just become a chicken? Just a fowl. Just a fowl. Is an emu a just fowl? Just a dry fowl. It's a is big it, fowl. It is a big fowl. It's a big fowl. You what get, makes a fowl? Well, generally, if you make contact with a player that's against the rules, and that's a foul. <laughs> or a really bad tackle. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, a that's, a, that's a foul. Right. You know, you know. So an emu's a foul. Could be. What about a penguin? Are they foul? I don't know. It depends if you've got wings or not. <laughs> maybe it may be foul. You have to have wings to be a foul. Well, emus don't fly, but they've got wings. They, well, all their they're feather dusters. Maybe they have flippers. Flippers. <laughs> maybe they have flippers because they don't fly, like a penguin. And, or a dolphin. Or a do- is a dolphin a bird? Because do they have wings? Ah, certainly not a foul. <laughs> is an emu, is, is a donkey, do they smell a bit foul? Their ass smells a bit foul. They can do. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, fair. Does the donkey have any gluteal pain? <laughs> what? Any gluteal pain? Any Glute, pain around gluteal, its glutes? Around its, uh, no, yeah, no. It doesn't have a pain in the ass. Oh, Come on, mate! Nice. Jeez, that was a nice. self toss for you, yeah, man. No, no, I could. I knew you're going somewhere. Let you, let you take it. <laughs> the animals were discovered after the owner of the farm seemingly abandoned them. Abandoned oh. it last week. Banned the farm. Right. So, perhaps not so funny. Gordon guesses the animals' relationship grew out of loneliness. There. Loneliness. Yes. They are very bonded. They like to cuddle and even sleep together. Wow. The rescue took the farm's animals, including dogs, cats, and chickens. There you go. In on Monday. Volunteers attempted to separate the donkey and emu in different enclosures. The donkey started to cry. Right. Oh, I didn't know they had tears. Could they no. produce tears? Might have just been that he was, you know, eeyoring. Eeyoring. There's a joke about that. I think it's a bit long, though. <laughs> we'll put that on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis's joke about a donkey. It's not that funny. Oh, no. And the emu grew upset and paced around like an expectant father. Right. Maybe the donkey's pregnant now. Hang on, there's a there's a scoop, right? Gee whiz, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the the roadblock. Has <laughs> Navy look after a, a baby donkey? <laughs> it's a, let it come out with a little donkey and an egg. Yeah, a little foal. Donkeys have foals. Maybe foul foals. It'd be yeah. a foul foal. A foul foal. A foul foul. A foal a fall of foul. Yeah, fall of foul of a foul foal. <laughs> Pain in the bottom. What was it? <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> That's, I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> That's all right. You, you won't have to put an explicit one on that just for no. saying pain in the ass. No. Unless ass. you put in a, a donkey a, a donkey or a pain in the... Oh, yeah. Could do that. You could do that. Yeah. All right. More, I'll work more, on more, it. more production work. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> Gordon added that the donkey attacked three other donkeys, which he briefly lived. Wow. Clearly, they were all asses. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, cumulative noun of... A pack of art. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's better noun. than your joke. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> the collective noun. Oh gosh. Uh, this what you're going to see if there is a collective noun. All right. <laughs> he, he'd rather be with the emu. She said, "The pair is now in the same enclosure." Right. So far, they're unnamed. Now, here you go, mate. Yeah? You have to stop looking up collective nouns for, for, for a pack of donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so have we got a name competition? Yeah, yeah. So 
The Carolina Waterfowl Rescue asked for name IDs in a Facebook post. Yes. There have been multiple Bonnie and Clyde suggestions. Now, you're a right. film buff, mate. Yeah. Odd couples. Got some ideas? Got some, maybe, yes. you know? Yep yep yep, 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 yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Right. So, Arnie and Arnie and Danny, or Arnie what, and whatever Danny. the names were in the show? Yes, yeah, what yeah. About, what about Enos and Jack? Who's Enos and Jack? Enos and Jack, mate. Favourite movie? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> No, you're not. Okay. No, no. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah. I just didn't. Couldn't You've remember seen the, it. Oh, of course I've seen well, it. Why not? I couldn't remember their a, names though. Really? Yeah. Well, oh. I don't think they mentioned their names much in the tent scene. Do, uh, what's it, what happens in the tent scene? <laughs> <laughs> what about Vivian and Edward? Vivian and Edward. Who's Vivian and Edward? Vivian, come on, mate. No. Now I'm going right in your wheelhouse. Movies. Vivian. You know, couplings. Odd couplings. Vivian and Edward. Oh, the, the ladies listening. Oh, to this. no. Yeah. Then this is Edward. So that's going to be the va- the vampire one. <laughs> Is that is that is that the um the 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 one with um Twilight? Is it Twilight? Uh, no, no. Okay. Vivian Edward, pretty woman, mate. Oh, pretty woman. Pretty woman. Edward no. Lewis. Yeah, no. My name's Lewis Edward. He's Edward Lewis. Yeah, well, there you go. There you no, go. no, I got no. nothing. Romeo and Juliet. Oh well, yeah, but then they're both going to die. Well, they will eventually. That's a, that's a bit. Well, yes. There is a roadblock there too. Yeah, well, not, not if the you know, didn't end well. Romeo and Juliet. What about know? no? It didn't. What about Lars and Bianca? Lars and Bianca. <laughs> Lars and Bianca? No. no. I'll let you look that one up, mate. Right from Lars and the Real Girl. Have you seen that movie? No. 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 I'll let you look that no, one up. No, no, no. I was. <laughs> the, those, re, yeah, the, the hints so, in the so title. They, they, that, that was the goal that they came up with on Facebook? That was the. Uh, no, oh, these are oh, just mate. <laughs> Last time, mate, the movie I've been telling you to see for ages, Ali and Noah. The women, the women on listening to this, they are going to be rolling. Oh around. yeah, you were. T- was that yeah. the Notebook? Yes. There you Have go. you seen it yet? No. Oh come on, Robbie. No, no. I was. I'll see it, mate. I was watching Passengers last night with uh, uh, Chris Pratt and um, uh, uh, Jennifer. Um, Love oh, Hewitt. No, no, no. no Aniston. Je- no, je- um, the girl that was in um, in the Mockingbird movies. Jennifer um, Hawkins. Games. No, not Jennifer Hawkins. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, sci-fi je- stuff. Jennifer know. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. There you go, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now right. I'm not into all these lovey-hovey-dovey ones, mate. Really, mate? Yeah. Not in I get plenty of that in my life. If I when I'm watching a movie, I want to escape. I want to be in space. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Bird Box. Bird Box. Bird oh, no, box. no, I was watching. I was going to watch Bird Box. Yeah. Might watch that tonight. Yeah, yeah, good. I wonder why you came wearing blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. after you sent me that picture of you in the pool, I had to make sure I had my eyes blindfolded because I didn't want to get exposed to that as soon as the door opened up. <laughs> the Carolina Rescue hopes to, find, <laughs> hopes to find homes for all the animals at the abandoned farm, but finding one willing to take both in such different species, take both in such... Different species may prove difficult. We can't separate them, so we need someone who's willing to adopt both a donkey and an emu. Yes. That may not be easy, Gordon said. So, if anyone is out there wants to take on an emu and yes. a donkey, and they live near Carolina, yeah, that is, in America. And you've got a, you've got a big trailer? If you're in Melbourne, oh, I don't think that's the guy. No. Or Australia even, probably. No, no, probably no. That's- or Madagascar. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't get onto us. Very, very difficult to try and export those creatures. Yes, that's right. Well, you bring the emu home, that'd probably be easy. It's just coming home. It's coming home. Just coming home. Yeah, coming home. Yeah, yeah. Let me come home. Yeah. Let me come home, and then I want to bring my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lars and the real girl. There you go. There you go, mate. <laughs> yeah, I might watch that, or I might just watch Avengers: Infinity War again. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. What's the new one? The water boy. No, the water person. No. 
Aquaman. Aquaman, that's a <laughs> water person. Water boy. That was it on the Sandler. I knew something about water. Water boy. All right, mate, Sorry, what do you got for us? So, mate, I was um, I was having a bit of a look around. Now, this is something that I've often thought about, but I've never actually... I've always thought that there was um, reasons for not trying to do it. This is from um, ABC News. Don't waste your dog's poo. Compost it. Ew. Yeah, that's what I was Ew. thinking too. So, um, what? Then you put it on your strawberries. Yeah, it ain't no dog poo going on my strawberries. <laughs> I'll give you the hint right there. Yeah, that'd so, give them um, a funny smell, I reckon. Well, so they're talking about, um, you know, now this they've got some interesting stats here, but I haven't really cited where they go from. Um, one medium-sized dog produces 180 kilograms of poo a year. Uh, when they buy me, 180 kilos. 180 kilograms of poo. Per year. Wow, that's a lot of compost, mate. So, so let's just have it quickly do a little bit of maths here and try and work out. So, if they reckon that a medium-sized dog, right, um, produces one hundred eighty so five hundred kilogram- grams a day. So one one hundred eighty gram, uh, one hundred eighty kilograms divided by three hundred and sixty-five yeah, days. Five hundred grams a day. Five hundred grams. That's a half a kilogram. <laughs> do you need the calculator for that, mate. <laughs> Stop being a collective pain in my heart. <laughs> yeah, right. Go on, keep going. So half a half kilo. A, it's less than a half a kilogram. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to round Marginally. up? Yeah. Marginally. Yeah. <laughs> it's 0.49. Just he's just, he's just clenched and broken yeah. off a little bit early. <laughs> yeah, the other trip. half come out the next day. Yeah. Maybe on a leap year. Uh, so, um, so there you go. Half a kilo. So do you reckon that a medium-sized dog would do a half a kilogram of poo per day? Maybe it's an average. So your big Bernese mountain dog? No, no, it's it's specific. one medium sized dog. Oh, medium sized dog yep. does half a kilo. Yep. No, sure, I, I, that's I a lot. That sounds like that sounds like that, crap. That sounds like a lot of donkey donkey dropping stuff. Yes, emu stuff. Wow. So, so already we've got some issues here with it, right? right. But then, um, so uh, You're exposing some flaws, mate. Some flaws. Yes, yes. they yeah. didn't have a calculator, obviously. <laughs> Maybe they needed some scales when they're chasing their dog around to try and see how much how much it was going to poo. With That's it. a good point. Half a kilo. Maybe if they measured it half a kilo one day and then the dog didn't poo again for another week. Well, imagine they're at the park just weighing every, every dog's poo. Just going, excuse me, just pop this on the scales. It's not weird or anything. Yeah. I'm writing an article. Yeah. <laughs> running around with a pair of scales. Running a poo article. You know, on yeah, on how, how much your dog poos. Yeah. Um, so they're talking about... Um, yeah, different ways in which you can try, because obviously then if you're talking lots and lots of poo and it's going to end up in landfill, is there something else you can do? And they're saying you can use dog poo as a sustainable source of fertilizer. So, um, wow. so they're talking about um, that it's comprised of three quarters of water plus undigested food, including carbohydrates, fiber, proteins, and fats from the dog's digestive system. Also present are a wide range of resident bacteria that yeah. are needed for digestion. Yeah, okay, we've all got bacteria in our poo and the, and your compost is full of bacteria as well. If dogs are infected with worms or other disease-causing microbes, these can be present in their poo. Well, you're damn right they Ooh, can, yeah. you know. Ooh, so yeah. and, and some of those worms are potentially zoonotic. Yeah. Zoonotic meaning that it's something that can be spread from one species to another. Yeah. You don't want um, that on your strawberries. No, definitely. I've got I've got enough other you know nematode problems on my strawberries, let alone canine you got nematodes. Enough, enough bugs on your strawberries. Enough bugs mate. on my strawberries. Yeah. Chase after them with sticks and whack them. You know. Ouch. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, that could be painful. I try and teach the kids. They get these little green ones on the tomatoes. You try and teach the kids to 
squeeze them. But then Christine looks at her, oh, you can't do that. So I was like, well, hey, if you want tomatoes, we've got to squeeze these green bugs. Right. Anyway. Um, Does so Christina squeeze the bugs on the strawberries too? Or? No. No, no, I squeeze my own bugs on my strawberries. Right, okay. <laughs> It's a very personal thing. Thank you very much. Um, right. So uh, once pathogenic microbes from the poo get into waterways, they can find their way into other living things, including humans. Yeah, they sure can. But yeah. guess what? If you're putting them in the compost, yeah. that's probably going to be where you're going to get to anyway. <clears throat> um, people also don't like dog poo because of its smell. This is due yeah, to yeah, the volatile right. products point. produced by microbes in the gut that are involved in the digesting process. More than 100 different chemicals that could contribute to the bad smell have been identified. So basically, poo smells. We know that. Thank you. Um, because the poo smells bad, we avoid dealing with it. Local councils offer plastic bags at parks and other public places to encourage dog owners to collect the poo. Bins, sometimes specifically for dog waste, are often placed nearby so the smelly package can be discarded as soon as possible. But this is not the best solution because ultimately the dog poo ends up in landfill, contributing to an ongoing problem of waste accumulation. How dog poo can become a nutrient. Rather than becoming a pollutant, dog poo can become a nutrient for your garden by being composted in the backyard. If you have a garden, you can make your own compost bin by adding the dog poo to grass clippings, plant or other organic organic waste, and even sawdust as a source (laughs) of food for the microbes. Now... A lot of sawdust you got to be careful because if you're cutting up sawdust that's actually from treated pine, yeah, treated pine, treated yep. pine ain't going to be good for your Leaching compost out. either yeah. because that's it's not it's not treated with fairy dust or magic. It's treated with chemicals to try and stop bugs from uh, try and stop other things from eating it. Now it's saying here that uh, during the process of composting, there's an increase in the temperature and the compost mix rises to 50 to 60 degrees, which over time the heat will kill most canine bacteria as they are adapted to live at at, at lower temperatures in the dog's gut. So so they're saying a couple of dog do-don'ts. Don't include waste from unknown dogs or dogs that show sign of disease. That's probably fair enough. Avoid using it on vegetables for human consumption. Now, that's all the way down the bottom of the article. Mm. I reckon that should be right up the top because... If you're like so, if you're going to do it, you shouldn't be using this at all on anything that is going to have human con- go for human consumption. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, you don't use that for your flowers. Never ever use it for any beds for anything that you're going to be growing anything in. But what about when you go digging in the garden? You know, you're still exposed to it. Oh, absolutely. But then you should be using gloves and stuff anyway when you're digging in the garden because if you're using any fertilisers, any fertilisers are going to have bacteria and microbes and that sort of stuff there. Yeah, I suppose. And and I I guess and it's and it's I think part of the thing because you know we use um, cow manure, chook manure, all that sort of stuff in our gardens all the time. Um, But because those are you know those are creatures that aren't eating. Meat. They're yeah, not well, eating yeah. eating eating animal source that's proteins. That's why it stinks because it's got broken down meat products and, in it and fat and things yeah. like that. So, but what about you know how you, obviously you worm your dog and you're putting chemicals into them? That's going to come out in the poo as well. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. potentially that's in the compost too. And and because that was an interesting and could thing, kill off some of the bugs. Potentially some of the, I don't know, parasites or worms Absolutely. that are in your compost. And that's one of the reasons why you need to be careful if you are um, picking up um, bags of horse poo that are down on the sides of the road. You know, right. people go, yes. you know, selling a bag of yep. horse poo for two bucks. Yep. You don't know when that horse that's done that poo is going to have been wormed. Yep. And so therefore, whether or not you're actually going to have any uh, any stuff in there that's going to yeah, potentially kill off the bugs in your, uh, uh, in your, in your compost or in yep. your garden. So... What 
what about emu poo? Is that that'd be okay? Emu poo will be fine, but yeah. I believe that the, it comes out uh, very small, and so you'd need an awful lot of emus to try and pick it up. Right. Or you can buy zoo poo. Have you heard of zoo poo? No. Yeah, so you can buy zoo poo. So poo that they um, pick up from like uh, the from elephant the zoos poo and rhinoceros and and giraffe and all those sorts of guys. I mean, not again, not the lions and is tigers it, and other. Is that where Bear Grylls got his from? Do you reckon from the zoo? His zoo poo. Yeah. Didn't you see him drink some moisture out of some zoop, some elephant poo? No. Yeah, one of one of his. That was his. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, I missed that. Episode, the man was thirsty. The man was thirsty in the middle of the African savanna. Right. And all he had was some elephant poo just to get a little drink from. Gee whiz. Yeah, if he's not doing that, he's drinking his own urine, but that's another <laughs> that's another topic. It'd be different if you did that and you did the old MacGyver thing of where you have the plastic sheet over the top and yeah. the little and the little tin in the middle and the stone on top. The little so cup. The evaporation, then yeah. that'd be all right. I mean it's still gonna smell like poo though, but No, he just grabbed it and squeezed it, I think, and that was it. Haven't you seen that? No. Oh mate, there's so much more I've seen the TV and you I'm a bit shocked. <laughs> yeah. Mate, Mars usually usually when girl. someone usually when someone's squeezing out Squeeze, squeezing out moisture out of a poo to try and drink it. I'll probably switch off and go and see what see what the score is on the cricket. Go and watch Infinity Underwater Man. In, in, again. Infinity Underwater Man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or, or maybe Lars and the Real Bear Girl, Girl, Girl or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now I hark back to another story that you're covering. How are we going for time? We're we doing. I don't know. I'm not recording. We're <laughs> Uh, we got oh we got about twenty minutes already. Okay, cool. Right out. So um, I'll, I'll talk about this next story. Um, the, the next little one next week. Next so, week. Yeah, All right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's hit the disclaimer. All advice on this show is general in nature. So please consult your veterinarian before and following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up to date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. Now I want to talk, Lewis, about laryngeal paralysis in dogs. Right. Because Good one. I've had a few. Cases Cases of them come through this week as we've had a bit of a hot streak here in Melbourne. Yes. Um, and laryngeal paralysis is really important in dogs um, and well, in any creatures that have it when the weather gets hot because dogs spend so much of their time trying to pant in order to try and regulate their heat that if they've got anything that's causing any obstruction further back in their throat that then they can overheat and get heat stroke. Yep. We've spoken about this before yep. with um, with the brackies, with the, the little no-nose dogs, your Frenchies and bulldogs yep. and pugs and things. But the, the uh, laryngeal paralysis is a disease that's fairly common in the large breed dogs. Right. And so we see it generally as they get older. Right. So, so go back a bit. What, what's the larynx, mate? What are so we talking about? Your larynx is the thing that's at the back of your throat. So when you're, uh, when you're breathing in, so the air comes in through either your nose or your mouth. Goes through your mouth, goes then through your uh, through your pharynx at the back of your throat, and then it hits your larynx, which is the part where it's the the gateway to your trachea or to your windpipe. Yep. So sort of vocal fold area, isn't it? Yeah. So it's us. made it's made up of four different cartilages that are there, and what its job is is to try and help to hold your airways open when you're breathing in, so to increase the space so you can get as much air in as you can yep. but then when you go to swallow collapse everything down so that then food and water doesn't go down your windpipe so and stop you from okay. getting an aspiration pneumonia and it is an incredibly um, complex concerted effort that happens with that that when you're eating that your epiglottis flips up and blocks off your what are called the arotenoids so that all the food then goes up into your esophagus and not down your windpipe but then when you go to breathe your airways can then open up to try and allow as much air in as possible so that you can get plenty of air in 
for oxygen exchange so that way you don't asphyxiate because that sucks. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So I suppose it's almost like a diamond shape, isn't it, with the arantinoids when you yes. look down there in some respect. Yeah, Just yep. trying to give a visual for, for people there that obviously Well, can't. we'll put a picture on the um, on the show notes as well so you can sort of see what it is that we're talking about with it. But, Great um, idea. So, so what happens when they – so you're talking about the pa- paralysis of the larynx area, laryngeal paralysis. What, yes. What happens? So what happens with laryngeal paralysis is that uh, – we'll talk about uh, – I take, take a half a step back of how it works. So when we go to breathe in, there's a tiny little nerve called the recurrent laryngeal nerve. It starts in your brain, runs down into your uh, – runs down your spinal cord, hits your chest, does a 180, and then runs up another nerve trunk up your neck called your vagus nerve to then go up and – innovates so it becomes this tiny little nerve that innovates a tiny little muscle that has a massive job at opening up that airway and so what happens is that little nerve so when you go to breathe in that nerve tenses that muscle so that muscle pulls your your cartilages away so it opens that airway up so you can get a lot more air in when that nerve becomes paralyzed, then what happens is instead of when you're breathing in, instead of your airways opening up, the negative pressure then causes those airways to collapse. And as those airways collapse, that produces a really um, distinctive noise when the dogs are breathing. And, and humor me for a moment here, mate. You might sound like I'm just playing this off my phone. It's going to be so realistic. But it's... <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Ironic. It's because what's happening is as the dogs are breathing in, their airways are reverberating in that uh, in that turbulent airflow and collapsing in on itself. And so instead of um, it opening up, it's actually collapsing down on itself. Yeah, do do that sound again, mate. <coughs> Perfect. I just wanted a sound sound effect for for the donkey and emu story. That was all. So Fantastic. Just, That's fine. Just when they're cuddling at night together. <laughs> I could have done it a lot more sultry then if you wanted to. Really? There's a sultry <laughs> version. Dim the lights. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's we'll, dim the lights. We'll, we'll do that for Patreon. Yeah. We'll no, light, um, light the candles with those zippos <laughs> that the penguins are using. <laughs> So the um so this is a diagnosis. I often say to clients, it's a diagnosis you make from the waiting room because these dogs they come in, they're puffing, they're panting, and they're making this really really loud inspiratory strider. That so means breathing it, in, breathing in. So there is something that is causing obstruction in that airway. So the way you diagnose it is under a light sedation or um, a light IV and anesthesia. We have looked down the back of the throat, and what should normally happen is those airways should open up when they're breathing in but what instead happens is it collapses down and if that's collapsing down then that's your diagnosis you know that that's what you've got there are some other conditions that can cause it too like there's some thought that um, hypothyroidism so an underactive thyroid can cause a polyneuropathy so a multiple problems with lots of nerves elsewhere around your body that can cause it so it's always worthwhile doing a blood test to check for uh, your dog's thyroid hormone levels but there are some dogs that will have hypothyroidism and the idiopathic laryngeal paralysis yeah right there are some um, dogs that have congenital laryngeal paralysis so there are some breeds that can get it from a very young age right. um so like uh 
what are they got? Uh, things like um, Great Pyrenees, Dalmatians, Siberian Huskies, Bouvier de Flanders, right. um, Bull Terriers, um, and some crossbreeds. Um, uh, uh, Rottweilers can get it as well. So wow, I don't think um, I've ever seen a congenital one. That's, that's no, me scary. neither. I think I think they they'd be ones that are going to happen in young little puppies, and then they get very very sick very very quickly. Yeah. So um, and it, they're just going to present as having a hell of a lot of trouble breathing. Yeah. So um, yeah. and in breeds that you don't expect them to, 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 to have trouble breathing in. So um, now the thing with the laryngeal paralysis, and I love a good acronym. So when I was researching this, right, there's an acronym that I hadn't come across before, but I love it. Mm. GULP. 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 G-O-L-P-P. Geriatric onset laryngeal paralysis and polyneuropathy. Oof. I wow. love it. Yeah. GULP. Because so many of these dogs, they have trouble. Gulping. Gulping. Yeah. So how good's that? Yeah. So break it down. Geriatric, so old. Yeah. Ger- or geriatric onset. So it happens when they're old. Laryngeal paralysis. So we've just spoken about what that is. But the polyneuropathy. So polyneuropathy, because a lot of these dogs, when they're presenting with the laryngeal paralysis, that can be a canary in the coal mine that they're going to go on and start to develop other neurological problems. Yep. And the most common ones that we see are problems with the dogs in their back legs. Yeah, and right. So what happens is these dogs they start to get quite a bad hind limb paresis. So where they start, they get wobbly and weak on their back legs. They can't stand up and walk very well, um, and it unfortunately often reaches a point where they need to be euthanized because their their back end just don't work properly. Right. Now the the so that's a that's a long term issue. Short term problems for dogs when they've got laryngeal paralysis. Obviously, the big one is they have trouble breathing. Yep. So if they're having trouble breathing, there is a surgery that can be done what's called a laryngeal tieback where you suture one side of the airway out so then that way you're increasing the amount of space so the dogs can then breathe properly yeah so stitching it open so the airways allows more air in and out exactly they're still going to make a lot of noise but they're going to get a hell of a lot more air down into the airway um the problem with that and the thing you need to be careful of with dogs when they've got the laryngeal paralysis is that they are at risk of aspiration pneumonia. Now, right. listeners will remember we've spoken about aspiration pneumonia previously with dogs with megaesophagus. And there are some dogs that with this laryngeal paralysis and the polyneuropathy that can go on and form a megaesophagus as well. Oh, wow. So what We're happened... getting technical now, mate. Exactly. Lots so, of words coming. So megaesophagus where your esophagus becomes all floppy and yep. you can't swallow Doesn't properly. work properly polyneuropathy where you've got lots of nerves in lots of areas that are causing problems aspiration pneumonia so you suck food or food goes down your windpipe and then in your trachea and then causes uh, a pneumonia an infection in your lungs right so what can happen with these guys when they've got the laryngeal paralysis is that they are at risk of an aspiration pneumonia and there is some thought that if you've got a dog with aspiration pneumonia they're probably not one that's going to go really well with surgery Mm, anyway but if you do surgery they are at risk of an aspiration pneumonia. That being said, these dogs, if they're having a lot of trouble breathing and you're opening up their airways, suddenly they can start to walk better. They've got more exercise tolerance. They, they're not going to overheat as much. Things you know, They can live for a lot longer with the disease than what they would have done otherwise. So, right. Yeah. So what percentage that do, the, the surgeries done on them do they do uh, come down with aspiration pneumonia with that infection a, in the lungs? Really good question. Is that, that's a bit of left field sort of thought yeah, for yeah. you. Uh, I suppose the specialist might know that a bit let better. Let me see. Um, certainly in the, in the ones that, um, you know, 
in the numbers of ones that we've seen at our clinic, um, we tend, you know, to be honest, we haven't seen many that yeah. do it, but we check them for aspiration course, pneumonia before we act. So we always do chest x-rays on them before we actually do it. Yeah. Um, you know, how many of them then go on to get it, you know, I don't know, to pull a number out, you know, it's, uh, the risks are there. Yeah. You know, in our hands, you'd say to be less than 10% because in the numbers that we've actually done that, we haven't seen that many that have actually gone on to get an aspiration yeah, pneumonia. But it's, you know... It you, can happen. And you've got to be smart with the way you're going to feed them too. You know, like making sure you're feeding them small meals, feed them sitting up so if they do have a megaesophagus, it's going to be less likely that they're going to flop out. But yep. um, I actually reckon the, the thing that seems to claim these dogs the most is the um, is the hind limb paresis. Yeah, that okay. they reach that point where they just can't move around and they just can't walk. Or they're having... To, or if they're if the larynx, the nerve function to the back of their throat is just so bad that they end up just having trouble, you know, breathing, they're having trouble swallowing, their quality of life is suffering and then we the, the decision's made to humanely euthanize them. Yeah, wow. So yeah. you mentioned large breed dogs, their particular breeds that we're talking about? Yeah, or? so I reckon we see it most commonly in your big breeds like Labradors and Golden Retrievers. They are your absolute lay down mazare classic dogs of getting this, um, the, the laryngeal paralysis that then will often go on and form it. But it can be any large breed dog. You know, we've seen it in seen it in Dalmatians. We've seen it in um, you know, uh, uh, shepherds and those sorts of guys. They can get a degenerative myelopathy, which is a different neurological disease right. um, that can sometimes cause problems that, that can present similar to this. But um, it can happen in any, any large breed dog. Good stuff, mate. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So, so if your dog's making lots of noise, you know, so I, I, if I... So, again, what I'll often say to people is that if they've got, if a dog comes in to see me and it's in springtime, summertime, and they're starting to make some noise, I go, look, you're going to have to be really, really careful with your dog. No more walking around with collars. You know, you've got need to right. use a harness. Right. No more exercising in the heat. Make sure you keep him in air conditioning. And if it seems like they're getting worse, we have to think about doing surgery. If we make it through this coming summer and they haven't had to have surgery, given that then you're going to have another 12 months of their signs getting worse before we hit the next summer, if we're getting to the next springtime, we should probably be thinking about doing a surgery on this dog because if it's made it through the next 12 months, their airways are going to be worse and they may not make it through the next one. Right, so, yeah, yeah okay. Because, I mean, because these are older dogs, they could go on to develop kidney disease or cancer yes, or something else something that may else. claim them. Yes. So there's an argument there of saying, well, if you don't have to do the surgery, well, should you wait until they absolutely have to have yeah. it done? So, yeah. you know, it's a it's a tough one and there's no absolute right decision. So if you're worried about it, go and talk to your vet about it. Have a good chat because the surgery can Im really improve these dogs' quality of life. Yeah. But it's not without its own risks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's different. It's good to, uh, different to distinguish. So you've got your large breed dogs that get, that get that sort of condition from like you said your flat nose sort of pugs uh french bulldogs those sorts of things that are doing different sounds yes that's not usually a laryngeal issue is it like we're talking about not initially yeah but can eventually yes. become so yes. so with the um to sort of you know refresh everyone's memories with the dogs that have got the brachycephalic abs Brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome. Yes. Boas. Boas. The feather, the feather Boas. Boas. Um, emu Boas. Emu Boas. You might be able to get an emu Boas. Yeah, I think you know, might get a nice one. Off their, off their fin. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not a wing because Flipper. they don't fly. Yeah. Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so because you've got your narrowed nose, 
you've got your narrowed nasal passages um, and you've got your, your elongated soft palate up in the back of your throat, that's causing turbulence, which can cause your larynx to become thickened. Right. So, and, and when you get your everted saccules, that is in your larynx. So those are the little saccules that burst out from your vocal folds. So, so that... It can become a laryngeal problem and you can end up with laryngeal collapse in those dogs, but it usually starts more as an upper airway yep. obstruction that then end stage leads to laryngeal problems. Right. But so so in the end, it's still just a dog really noisily breathing. So yeah, okay. if, you, if you've got a dog that's noisily breathing and it's getting worse, something's happening down there, you better go and get it checked out. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the warmer weather, like you said, the Hell warm yeah, months we've yeah. got coming up. Don't, man, I saw one dog, Um, I, I, I didn't, I was about to, mainly because I was in the car and it was air conditioned, it was beautiful and I've had to wound, wound it down, the 39 <laughs> degree air would have come in. Yeah, But Ooh. there was a guy... Careful wa- when you do that, a bird doesn't fly in. Fly through. Have yeah. I told you the story about that? <laughs> no. What? Um, so there was um, a guy walking his dog down the street. You know, it was a tiny little puppy oh. and it was 39 degrees oh, no. and this pup was lagging. And it's like, man, you absolute oh. fool. Don't walk. Don't, guys, don't walk your dogs when it's hot. Just keep them cool. Keep them inside and just keep, you know, there's plenty of time to walk them first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Don't go walk them at three o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, so you didn't tell the chauffeur to pull over, mate, and uh, pop, pop your head out the, the sunroof and just, excuse me? No, no, I got the chauffeur to drive me home and I got the chauffeur to, do, to drive back <laughs> and abuse him because I thought he could have been a listener. Or he drive. might have recognised me from the stickers. Oh, that's true. And the T-shirt you're wearing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the, the onesie. The, yeah, the sticker on the back of the chauffeur, on the back of the limo. <laughs> on the back of the limo, the stretch limo. The limo's long enough that the guy would have been... Actually got it on the front, so if I had a yell called out from behind, the guy's eyesight wouldn't have been able to it. see it. He would have missed, missed it. it. It's just the personalised number plate of Two Vets Talk Pets podcast <laughs> that, that would have been the giveaway. TVTP. Yeah, yeah. And then our heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TVTP one because I know you've got the TVTP number two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am number two. I, I know where I stand. It's all good. And so, speaking so of knowing where yes. we stand. Yes. Segway. Segway. Next Seamless. week. Next week, mate. Yes. I am going to talk about... We're running out of time today for Yes. It. I'm going to talk about dominance. 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 There you go. So all the myths associated with dominance, particularly yes. particularly in the canine world. Yes, fantastic. Uh, shout out to uh, Claudia, who's been harassed. No, don't just... Gently reminding me. Pro- prodding you of the fact of that she would like you to cover dominance. You, you put a D in there, prodding. A prodding? Pro- yeah, pro- probing. Prodding. Pro- probing. Well, 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 hope she's hoping that it's going to be a probing uh, insight Thank into you. dominance. Yes, yes. yes, she's been prodding, prodding me to provide a probing uh, interview, probing discussion. Yes, yeah. Yes. And and while we're speaking of uh, Cloudy as well, um, if anyone's on Instagram, um, uh, look up her sister Mina Gooley. Yes. Um, yeah, she's doing a a uh, hundred marathons in a hundred days wow. to try and try and raise awareness for uh, uh, water shortages around the world. So she's been doing them all around the world. So yeah, it's That's- been. That's amazing. How yeah. is she up to? Uh, I think she's up to sixty. She's in South Africa. So, um, because we're speaking to her, um, to uh, Claudia and, and her mum Catherine the other day, and that's t- so when she's flying from South Africa to Australia, she, she's she has, on the plane running. No, no. Well, no. We, we thought about that. Yeah, but no, no. I, on so, a treadmill doing another marathon. No, the, the, oh. it's it, she's not allowed to do it on a treadmill because they were looking at it. But no, she's got to do it actually on the road. So what she's doing, she's doing a marathon in the morning, then she's flying from South Africa 
Joker to Sydney oh. and then running out of Sydney Airport to try and do it. So she's got some amazing photos oh. of where she's been running running through. Wow. So check out the uh, check out what she's doing there. It's um I'm hoping that when she hits Melbourne, I might be able to go for a bit of a run with her. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it should be good. But but check it out. We'll put a link on um for to so check out Mina Gooley and uh, and the the work she's doing. So good it's really, stuff. Really good. Well, yeah. When she's in Melbourne, can I borrow the limo, mate? And I can I can tag along. Yeah, you next can run to along next to us. Yeah, Not you, run. You, you no, can hand, hand, hand us out some uh, some some water out some, through the some window. Stickers. Some stickers, stickers as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a sticker on my back and have it fall off in Albert Park again because <laughs> I'm a sweating. Yes, sorry. All righty. Fantastic, guys. All right, that's a, that's a wrap for today. Yep, I mean, all done. We uh, we haven't got any mailbag. Have you got any quick mailbag at all? No mailbag this week, No mate. mailbag this week. All righty, guys. So big shout out. To, obviously, you know, hit us up on Patreon, please, listeners. We really appreciate your support. Yep. Uh, provides us just a little bit of uh, encouragement to keep, yes. on, keep on going. Um, we love hearing from you guys, even if it's just to drop a line and say, "Hey, great episode!" You know, just do it. It's it's great. It makes us know that you guys are listening. Or, or even, "Hey, crap episode!" Just yeah, stop, pick your socks yeah. up. Yeah, that's right. Stop stop talking about f- uh, wings in flip and flippers and stuff, and talk about something decent. Yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, something that we want to hear about. Yeah, you know, exactly. Stop rabbiting on rubbish. And and how could Robbie not realise that that you know one hundred and eighty <laughs> divided by three hundred sixty five is zero point four nine three? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that, but that would have outdone you. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Doogie Hauser. Yeah. All righty, guys. Doogie, he's young. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's got a much better bouffant of hair. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) He wears a lab coat nicely too. All right, now, um, and, and just to finish, uh, the collective noun of donkeys um, is Eeyore, a... Eeyore of donkeys? No, no. It's a drove, a pace, or a herd. Oh, a herd of donkeys. Yes, yep. And Nothing mo- mentioned here about a pain in the ass of donkeys. Mob of emus. A mob of emus. Mob of emus. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. mob of emus. And yeah, And uh, um, a freeze of penguins. A freeze of penguins? Yeah, oh, really? sounds good. Yeah, nice could be. One. Could oh, be. A happy feet of penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, f- a flight of penguins. A flight. <laughs> <laughs> A freestyle of penguins. Nice. Nice. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.